what do we talk about in this episode? Um, we I think we first talk about a little your journey, how you start your immigrant journey, like from Hungary to London as a volunteer. And what do we cover? Um, we talked a little bit about marriage. Yes. And the ideology around TCKs. Yeah, there's a lot of that. It's like, you, you said it so briefly, but there's a lot to unpack. And then it's like, I think one big thing that you start to recognizing identities also Brexit. So you have to choose to become a dual citizen. And we talk a little bit about kids, how you support them and some of the things that you would want the other TCK parents to know, like how to prepare in advance. And then the, the last piece was like emotion, social emotional piece, like how we take care of ourselves before taking care of others. And that includes like parents taking care of kids and, and you know, having that precious family day as a routine, as a tradition. Welcome to Chai with Ping. This is Ping Robert. In this podcast, I cover immigrant stories, cross-cultural experiences, and minority issues. Join me with a cup of chai and take a listen. <laughs> Any questions before we start? No? All right, cool. Let's get started. Welcome back to Chai with Ping. My name is Ping. Thank you so much for tuning in to my show and also coming back for another wonderful episode. This series is about TCKs and I have already covered one episode by Tanya and then if you haven't already I'll put a link in the description box that you can keep that listen and then today I had the honor to invite um, a special person all the way from the UK and then we met online so yeah this, this is very possible I never knew that I can make uh, new friends from Instagram but um, she was very generous to come and talk about her stories and her ideology around TCK and she's a Hungarian in a cross-cultural marriage with Jesse who is a Brit slash American we can talk about that later and uh, he, they have three TCKs and uh, she also runs the Instagram handle at tck.mama, and I'll put this in the um, episode notes as well. So, so this channel also helps other TCK parents and immigrant parents to find resources to help with parenting tips and ideas. And they're also the appointees with OMF, which is a missionary agency, and they're hoping to go to East Asia in 2022. Let's welcome Agi Ro. Woo, thank you. <laughs> that was a very long introduction. Thank you for being so patient with me. <laughs> so where are you right now in the UK? So we are studying at a college called All Nations Christian College. And yeah, it's just north of London, so mm-hmm. very central, really good location. So yeah, that's where we are. We live here and study here on campus. So both you and Jesse are studying? Yes. So it started uh, three years ago and my husband is going to complete his BA next year. And actually, I have finished studying now. So yes, I've been studying part- part-time and I'm done with it now. So yeah, we're staying on another year. Um, part working, part studying here on site. 
So you're the other Aggie because I had the other Aggie from Indonesia who share her stories uh, for us, like I think three episodes. And you said that it's it's very rare that you'll meet someone with a, the same name, but actually you have an accent on your A. I do. Yes, it's actually short for Agnes. Oh, what does it mean? Agnes means Lamb of God, actually. Whoa. Day. Okay. Uh, that's where it comes from, the Latin. But, but the short version, the nickname is Aggie. And okay. I, I've hardly, I've, I hardly ever meet anyone outside of Hungary. But yeah. in Hungary, it's very common. Got it. Okay. I should probably introduce you guys to me. Because <laughs> she, she might have kids in the future and it could be TCKs as well. Cool. Before we jump into the TCK topic, I think we would love to hear a little bit about your background as an immigrant or how you start from Hungary and end up around London. Sure. Yeah. So... Yes, I was brought up in Budapest, uh, which is the capital uh, city of Hungary, in a very Hungarian family, traditional uh, upbringing. And I did nursing uh, in university. Uh, But my sister and I kind of, I I don't really know where the idea came from, but we thought, oh, um, why don't we go and... um, try and live in another country and see what it's like and that's when an opportunity came up to go to London uh, to be volunteers in um, in a place and yeah so both my sister and I um, went and uh, did that for one year and then I actually kind of stayed for a couple of years after as well so yeah that's where my story started um, moving from my home country abroad. How did you and Jesse meet? And Jesse, you said that he is a Brit slash American. What does it mean? So, yeah. So uh, Jesse is also, uh, I think the correct term would be CCK because his mom is American. And uh, yeah, so he, he, he was brought up in England. They never lived in America, but they visited America regularly and uh, yeah so my mother-in-law is uh, from Washington state and she's lived in the UK for um, or about 30 years I think yeah so that's why he is Brit slash American <laughs> yeah did you meet during that uh, the, the whole year of volunteering yeah so I was a volunteer in a conference center in Devon called Lee Abbey and um, uh, Jesse's dad was working there and actually Jesse was at university at the time but he used to come and spend his uh, holidays at Lee Abbey so uh, that's where we met and that's where our friendship started and our relationship later on Um, yeah so uh, I, I met him here in the UK yeah, because I'm also in a cross-cultural marriage. And did you consider and reconsider before you got married or it was like a natural flow? So, yeah, it, it's kind of we sort of jumped into it um, naively, really, uh, into the, the relationship thinking, oh, yeah, this is great. We have common topics. The chemistry is going. Yeah, why not? And then later on, actually, having been married for a year or two, that's when we started thinking, oh, actually, th- this, is, this is not like the same culture marriage. 
we, I, I, I guess we weren't really naive to it or oblivious to it. But then later on, we um, came to the realisation and we were more aware. And uh, we've also done a number of marriage courses um, just because we knew that there is, you know, that we've got differences in because of our upbringing and cultural background, not because there was a marriage issue, but because of the, the yeah, our upbringing and background. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like the regular same cultural marriage already has its own challenges and like issues to solve, but cross-cultural ones, like there will be another layer to think about. But I want to understand how you came to the inspiration to start this Instagram account to support TCKs. And I love your visuals and your colors. And it's just, it's like, how did you jump in and start doing this? Yeah, that's a great story. Uh, It sort of started fairly recently, actually. So um, Hungary is in the EU and... You know, a couple of years ago when um, the Brexit vote happened, I had to apply for my settlement here in the UK. So I come from an EU country, but since Brexit happened, all EU citizens have to um, apply for their citizenship now or or settlement. So, yeah, that's a complicated. I'm not going to go into it. But basically, when I started this um, process uh, of... Um, yeah, okay, so in, I need to now do this and make this big step of becoming a dual citizen, hopefully. Um, that's when it really struck me, the idea of being, you know, bilingual, bi-national, bicultural. Uh, because before that, I, I always thought of myself as a Hungarian who... who you know, I have my Hungarian values and I live in a different country and that's it. But um, having this, um, um, starting this new settlement status application, it made me realize that actually um, I'm not as Hungarian as I thought. I have lived here a very long time now in the UK and my values are changing or have been changing. My um, language is changing. I, I think, pray in English. And so, yes, and all the life around me is in English. And I think I needed to process this. It was um, a bit difficult initially, thinking... I mean, I suppose I was grieving um, something which was my identity and going through a process of like an identity change, I suppose. Um, Yeah, so that's when I started thinking about the TCK, the third quarter kids and how I feel so kin to the idea and I feel like I go into that category um, and then I started digging into it more and more. And that's when I realized, yeah, there's so many levels and layers to it. And I, I feel so connected to the TCK community. 
because of being an immigrant and hopefully, you know, dual citizen. And not to mention the fact that I have three children who are TCKs. And so not just for me, but for my children, I really enjoy digging into this topic and um, developing, uh, you know, a lifestyle that really helps them and me as well. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that because it's like, uh, yeah, I I was never put into that situation and rethink if I want to become a dual citizen or lose one nationality for some some countries that they don't have the privilege of having both. And what are the names of your kids and how old are they? So we have three kids. Um, the oldest is Charlie, who is a seven-year-old boy. He just had his birthday last week. And my second one is a daughter called Sheena. She's going to be five soon. And then we have another boy called Enoch, and Mm. he is two and a half. Wow, three kids in a family. And what are the things that you have seen that, um, because they're TCK third culture kids, what are the things that you see that they are different from non-TCKs? Right. So, for example, my son, my oldest, he uh, thinks of himself as a Hungarian. He says he's Hungarian because he was born in Hungary. (laughs) And he tells the other two that you are English because you were born here in England. Um, So I think he is old enough to, you know, start thinking about this now. And so now I'm able to explain it a little bit more to him you're you're both you're not just Hungarian not just English you're a little bit of both and uh, also with language uh, actually I'm really struggling with teaching them Hungarian because all of our surroundings and life is in English um, but when we have visitors from Hungary or when we go and visit Hungary um and my children struggle to understand and communicate with my family uh, in my language. I really see the frustration in them, and um, they they really want to know and connect, and that's frustrating when they can't. Um, so that's really. Um, a fuel for me to make it possible for them and help them and uh, yeah just make them understand um that yes that it's okay to struggle and i'm exploring this whole idea of um, validating emotions and yeah so that they know that it's okay it's okay to struggle so i suppose that jesse doesn't speak hungarian not very much. He, mm-hmm. uh, we lived in Hungary for a little bit and he started taking lessons, but um, he didn't go as far as, um, so we don't communicate. What's your plan for, I, this is so hard as a mother and like you want to reinforce that language piece into your family life. Um, yeah, well, I tried to, uh, tried many strategies. <laughs> so we tried to play games um, in Hungarian. Um, I, I tried to, you know, teach them writing because my two older are now both in school and are able to read and write. So yeah, and I think, as often as we can, we try to go to Hungary and yeah, just just throw them in a the deep end, I guess. Um, 
that also helps sometimes. So give them a boost in that. And also, it's not just the language, it's the culture and the food, you know, just to completely immerse in that when we go home to Hungary, which is difficult now in a pandemic because we haven't been able to go for two years. Um, but the plan is to go this summer, so hopefully. Definitely. Yeah, I saw the pictures that you guys are making. Kifi? Yeah. Kifi? <laughs> It's so cute. And I love it. I love the content. You should have more like those kind of cultural experience for kids and share with the audience. And so following on that, do you feel there is, so because like you talk about some emotional piece and validation and all that, I'm just wondering going through the whole journey, I think it's across more than 10 years now, um, what kind of emotions do you experience and what are the thoughts around it? Right. So I think um, first I was a little bit ignorant to it and naive I guess didn't have the knowledge or the awareness and when when I was digging more deeper into it um, I I was very puzzled and frustrated and sad as well um, but but that, that it's all fine I, I'm you know it's all part of the process and now I'm going through it um, coming out the other side thinking um, there's so much so many benefits to this so much richness in it and that's also what I want my children to know and feel and learn as they grow up um, you know the I mean they say that TCKs might not feel like there's one place that they call, they can call home. But on the other hand, they can call so many places home. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's a mindset that you need to change to, to see the benefits of it rather than the, the struggles. So I, I think that's where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> And it's interesting that I felt like in the, the journey of becoming an immigrant and also having TCKs at home, the identity of a mother becomes important to you. So that's also in your Instagram handle. So I want to understand, like, what are your thoughts or ideas around immigrant parenting or supporting your kids as a cross-cultural person? Right. Yes. Um, I feel like we have so much power and so much responsibility um, to, yeah, to um, help our children through um, the, you know, the first um, um, uh, years of life. And uh, I think for um, immigrants and TCK parents, the struggle is when their children are very different. So for me, I think realizing this, that my kids are TCKs, it really helped me see that um, my kids are going to be thinking in a different way to me. And that, that can be a real struggle sometimes for parents to understand. And a lot of the times um, when parents aren't so aware, they might try and enforce something that for example for me the the feeling of home and 
the food and the culture is is still rooted in Hungarian culture. So, but my children are not going to be like that ever. I think it's perhaps even harder for those, like for example, a monocultural couple moving from one place to another, and that's where they have the, their children, and that's when. Uh, they they have more of a conflict. For me, I think I have the benefit of being an immigrant and having that in common with my kids, which I really appreciate. And yeah, it was very eye opening. And I saw some of the posts about preparing kids to move, or there's some of the cultural things, or preserving culture, or getting to a new culture. Because thinking about you guys moving maybe next year to East Asia, that will be a completely new culture, adding on top of your culture, the UK culture, and maybe for Jesse, there is some American culture as well. Well, everything is kind of mixed and. Entangled.、Um, what What are your ideas, or what have you read or research on these kind of topics? So I think the most important thing is that you want to have、um, sort of items in your life. If you think about it, like a a checklist <laughs> that are constant, and you take that everywhere with you. So these can be、uh, many things,、um, like food and traditions, and、uh, you know, furniture, and the, their favorite teddies and things like this that you can help your children, and even you know, you can even talk about adults to take something with you if you travel a lot. To have that as a constant, as on a grounding and. A feeling of yes, this is this is where I feel comfortable. This is my,、um, this is where I am at home. And at the same time,、uh, for us as parents, we've been talking about going to Asia with our children a lot in the past years,、um, because you know, with this has been the plan for the past years, a couple of years. So what we do is we read books with them, we watch films or YouTube videos with them, we try to eat or you know try to make their food、um, and introduce that to the kids. So we don't completely just throw them in deep end when we go, but they have something familiar. They are aware of、um, what the weather is going to be like.、Um, that the People speak a different language, and also another thing that's on my list is a great tool for families with kids: is research what the people of your destination, the the kids of your destination, play. So traditional games.、Um, so that's another thing that I、uh, I want to do with my kids to prepare them. That is so creative. I never thought about that. I mean, I use Google Map to show people where I live in Taiwan, and then I show them the buildings. It's not houses and all that, but like games and even just the faces, right? They can get familiarized with the the culture, like the landscape and all that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, cool. I'm just gonna write it down. And is there any other tips that parents should pay attention with their social emotional needs 
Yeah, I think regularly talking to them, there are many great uh, agencies or coaches who can help as well. Amazing books out there around the, the topic, which, uh, which is, you know, that's what I do on Instagram mainly um, to, to share all these ideas. Um, but debriefing, you know, before, after uh, with children, um, according to their age, obviously, and also... Um, yeah. Do you provide in a way out or solution or just let it sit? Uh, you have to lead them, but you need you want them to to come to their own conclusions. There's so many good to- tools. For example, um, one of the books that I recommended on my account is uh, Orica Anvik's book, um, Third Quarter Kids: A Gift to Care For. And I think it's uh, one of her tools is that you draw some sort of a vehicle, like a bus or um, a car. And you have the children to draw or write what they want to take with them and leave behind. So what you want to take, you write it inside the van, outline of the van. And what you leave behind is, you know, people or pets or think whatever it is. Um, and also you can do the same with emotions. So um, you leave behind friends and that's sad but also you find new friends and that's good. But um, you don't want to, um, what you want them to do is give them the room to feel the sadness and to grieve uh, the loss. Um, yeah. And yeah, so no, don't jump straight into that. Oh, it's all right because you will find new friends. So that's, that's something that I've learned that um, we shouldn't do that, you know, so soon. Let them process it. Definitely, yeah. I I remember I saw a little video that you made. Is like after a long day, um, I think your kids just need a big hug instead of you know all the talking and reasoning. And I think as adults, I'm a teacher, so <laughs> it's so easy for me to reason with kids. It's like this is not right. That what you're thinking is not what's happening and all that, but. But we so easily jump into conclusions or solution, but not recognizing the kids probably just need a little comfort, like a big hug. And and after that phase is gone and they're fine, they just tired and they're frustrated and all that. So so I, I really enjoy watching your content and, and reading it like you put so much effort on it. Yeah, before we kind of wrap up, are there any last thoughts or anything that you didn't mention that you would like to cover in this episode? I think perhaps one more thing that I would like to say is um, towards the beginning of when I started this uh, TCK uh, parenting account, uh, the first thing that really struck me, and I put that quote on 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 the account as well, that Caring for TCK starts with caring for the TCK's parents. So, you know, it's about self-care as well. So as parents and as carers, even nurses, teachers, a lot of the times you think about how you help, how you can help others, how you can help your own kids, how you can help everyone. You know, a lot of people think in this way. And as parents, that's usually what 
you do as a mother and a father. And I would say, don't forget to, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first before you put it on your child. Um, make sure that you have rest. Make sure that you process as well. You let yourself feel the sadness. You make sure that you say goodbyes properly when you're moving. Um, and don't rush into things and allow yourself to take an extra luggage if you need to take something with you that will make you feel at home and um, in a new place. And uh, yeah, and just and also take family days. That's what we've done in the past uh, couple of years. We've decided one day a week is just family day. And I think that's very important for every family, regardless of, you know, what sort of immigration status you have yeah like that that's um good and just go out in the nature and have a family adventure Ooh, so do you usually go to the nature for family days or there are different events we try to yeah just go out for a walk it doesn't okay. have to be very extra but you know that's um a family time it's just you dedicated to talking to your spouse or your children and that has to be a regular thing to recharge because you can't give if you don't. Don't have it. Yeah, yeah. We can't give comfort if we don't have comfort. And thank you for sharing that because it's so important when you're talking. It reminded me of, you know, taking care of ourselves as humans. A lot of times when immigrants are on the go, they're on survival mode. They want to fulfill whatever career goals are or, you know, get one, two, three done before they take care of emotional stress and all that. But taking the time to rest is also quite important because I remember Tanya also said that, that there's only one childhood experience for kids. For adults, we it's so easy for us to to rationalize or kind of get over with that emotional phase but for kids everything is so new and everything is so big and if we don't take the time to talk about it to recognize it or to to debrief like the what, what you said like putting emotions and then into buckets and all that it, it could it could be like very messy in there their little brains and and that's very helpful for you to remind me to yeah, I think as cross-cultural people, we probably need a little bit more time to process because there is so much happening. And it's almost like the the snow globe that we kind of take it up and shake it regularly. And and we need more time to kind of decompress and, and come down to where we are. And yeah, that's lovely. Cool. Let's talk about a little your Instagram handle. So it's at tck.mama, M-A-M-A. And you also have a personal account called at Jesse and Aggie Roy. So J-E-S-S-E and A-G-I-R-O-W-E. Any other information that you want to provide to our listeners? Uh, One little thing that's kind of my baby is I'm also trying to do a podcast. (laughs) Um, But it's, yeah, I just recently started it. But that's also around the topic of um, immigrants and TCKs and parenting. But I will put all that on my um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So listeners, if you want to find Aggie, you can definitely find her on Instagram and I'll put all the links and the resources we mentioned in the episode note. Thank you so much for coming, Aggie. Thank you very much for having me. Been amazing. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Chai with Ping. If you think someone will benefit from this episode, don't forget to share it with them. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you like my show, you can buy me some chai with small donations. Details are in the episode notes. Till next time.